You're listening to God Bless the Enneagram, a podcast about greater self-awareness and mindfulness through the lens of the Enneagram. I'm Christy. I'm an Enneagram coach and an instructor, and I'm a four-wing five. I'm Jeannie Gomez, and I'm also an Enneagram coach and teacher, and welcome to our show today. So today we're talking about Gina and my favorite Enneagram pairings in relationships. So we've narrowed it down to three and we're pretty excited because we didn't share what our picks were with each other. So it'll all be those very spontaneous reactions and, um, or authentic reactions. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and share your three. All right, here we go. <laughs> so my first pick was type three and type eight. And this is like my power couple, the money makers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have this on your list? Nope. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think this couple's dynamic would be um, like very passionate fierce, but a lot of fun. And when I was first thinking about this couple, the first people who came to mind were um, J-Lo and A-Rod. Do you know who A-Rod is? No. Uh, he's um, <laughs> he's a baseball player from, oh my gosh, I forget now. But anyways, he's a famous baseball player. And yeah, I could just see like this couple starting their own empire. <laughs> Since they yeah. both have like a lot of energy and passion. And I think the power couple comes into play because they both would bring all that um, confidence and determination. And I can see them both also really supporting each other. Uh, the eight would probably feel relaxed that the three is competent all on their own can take care of themselves um and encourage too that they're going after what they want since they're both pretty have that like go-getter attitude Mm -hmm. and i think the three would appreciate that the eight would be there with supporting their own goals as well so yeah i thought this this would be a good a good pairing So the first thing I thought of was that because the three is so externally focused Mm -hmm. and avoidant of like deep um, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be a combination that would trigger the eight, the eight not wanting to be vulnerable. Like the three's not worrying about so much, you know, what's going on with the eight or, you know making the eight regret them being vulnerable with them, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. They're just, they're both going to just take action in the relationship, I feel like. And if there is Mm -hmm. a problem that comes up, they're both going to be like, okay, let's just solve it. Mm -hmm. And not just, at least in my head, this is how it's going to go down. (laughs) So the one challenge with that would be the three and the eight not being vulnerable. That would be a, a challenge. Like, yeah. They wouldn't be encouraging each other to just get down to the deep, the deep feeling arena. So that would be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my next combo is type four and type five. Mm. And I saw this as like 
the intelligence and visionary coming in with like the artist. So like your quirky couple. Um, and when I was thinking about them, I was imagining this couple maybe running a coffee shop or some oh, yeah. awesome like eclectic home goods store where they've designed their own light installations or handcrafted like the tables themselves and the chairs or something like that. Um, oh my gosh. Because I think they could definitely intellectually be stimulated by each other. Let me say that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that they would both be intellectually stimulated by each other. Mm -hmm. I could totally see that. Yeah. Especially if they had the same interests, which is in my imagination, I'm assuming this is what brought them together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The four would make the five feel loved for sure but also safe to explore and express their own feelings and the five could influence the four to come out of their maybe emotional state or just kind of help them with more practical thinking maybe Mm -hmm. and yeah I think the five would also appreciate how the four would respect that they needed a lot of that alone time since the four also needs it And maybe the four would even, well, not even like maybe, but I think that they would definitely appreciate the depths of which the five could go to and the sincerity. The sincerity of the five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think they're both very sincere, but yeah, they'd, I think they'd appreciate that in both of them. Um, And so, yeah, I think like this one, I was kind of um, thinking if they both had sort of the same fundamental similarities that they would be really good for each other. Hmm. I think the four would be like attracted to the cerebral side of the five, obviously just the quirkiness of the five, but I could see them having some challenges. Oh yeah. Like when the four wants to go deep, the five might retreat or not be able to, um, make space for the four emotionally mm-hmm. yeah um and then the four being demanding emotionally of the five and maybe pushing them a little bit too hard right exactly then the five's definitely gonna retreat and the four is gonna feel abandoned <laughs> yeah yeah i would love to meet a four five couple for sure yeah yeah i don't think i know anybody who's a four five couple I know somebody who's a four with an Aquarius, and that was our top pick for an astrological sign. So if he's a five, then that would be a four or five couple. And this person, the Aquarius, is very Aquarius-y in that um, he's not a heart type Uh. or feeling type center. So, you know, there's some inherent incompatibilities with that but then that could also be inspiring too so yeah if they're healthy for sure when I was coming up with these I was thinking you know it's been said that there's no perfect pairing in terms of couples with the Enneagram as long as they're all healthy then they'd be a good match but I strongly disagree Mm -hmm. and that's because it puts personality types together that may trigger each other, you know? So you don't Mm -hmm. want to be too much alike, but you also don't want to be too similar or you don't want to be too similar, but you also don't want to be too different. 
that you're opposite. So you're, right. tr- you know, triggering each other's worst fears as well. Yeah. So that's a good pick. I like that one. Yeah, it was of the three that I chose. It was the one that I thought maybe, maybe not, but I wanted to go with like something controversial. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? So far, we didn't pick the same ones. I know. So, okay, my last one is type two and type six. And this one to me is like the wholesome, sweet couple. And I think the two and six would be great together because they would both want to be of service to each other. Um, they both wouldn't, they would both enjoy that. They also both love being with other people. They're both social. I could see them like hosting game nights or like having friends and family over for TV show premieres and things like that. Um, and I think the two would appreciate all of the loyalty and warmth that the six would bring. And the six would definitely feel safe and loved with the two having that like affirming nature and insight into their own feelings as well. Okay. I also picked the six and the two. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I almost picked the six with the nine um, or the two with the nine, but I thought Same. this, yeah. So I picked the six with the two and I called them the lovely lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um six is supportive and two is supportive and I could see this mutual dependency between each other. Mm -hmm. Um, It could obviously turn into codependency, but I don't think that's the worst combination ever. I don't think that's like necessarily the worst thing. The six is more analytical and that helps the twos kind of tap into the thinking center, which is um, less activated for them. Right. Both are deeply committed and loyal. So you have a couple that doesn't give up and the two is really open-hearted and genuine and soft and the six is more guarded and so this helps the six kind of let go and trust in the two because they're always emotionally supportive of them or I shouldn't say always but they tend to be and the two has more emotional awareness and intuition to help guide the six to get where they're going so the two with their empathy and their strong intuition can help actually give good advice to the six that they're longing for. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Um, both are really highly protective and the two is in the positive triad. And so they can help balance out six's neutral attitude um, and their um, insecurity. And the six is very committed and that's exactly what the two needs is to not be abandoned and so quite the opposite of triggering each other's worst fears these are like giving each side what they need in the right Mm way yeah but not being too similar okay now i'm dying to know your next one okay (laughs) um so my next pick is the five and the one which is funny because when you gave an example of what we'd be talking about, you're like, oh, like, we'll kind of pick names for each couple. And you're like, yeah, for example, the five and the one. And I was like laughing underneath because <laughs> that's the one I picked. So I called this the intellectually intimate couple. And it's because the five is a great analyzer, very smart. Both are logical and straightforward. I feel like they're on the same emotional level, like one's not pushing the other too much to be 
too emotionally deep or needy. They're both really steady um, and reliable. The five is dependable and independent. And the one is also dependable and independent. And so they both kind of trust where the other is going and holding space for the other person and what they need and where they're going. And the one wants to improve things and the five is really wanting to be competent. So it's a similar type. Yeah, it's a similar motive. So they're both kind of helping each other um, be concise and well-studied and well-done. And so the five obviously has this deep longing for the pursuit of knowledge and that helps support the one wanting to be correct and and get things done in the right way yeah um it just helps them helps the one get there faster they can have really awesome discussions both aren't highly competitive or argumentative so there's not going to be big misunderstandings in communication and they both have a really strong sense of personal boundaries. The one is fair, kind of black and white. And so that helps balance out the open-mindedness, the seeking of the abyss for the five to kind of make things more concise. And the one likes to plan, which will help the five know what time they have for self-care. And they can kind of step outside of their um, introvertism to like knowing that the one has made space in the schedule for all kinds of experiences, including self-care and being at home and, you know, being productive. And so the one's able to go, okay, it's not like being with a nine where you just never know what's going to come next or, you know, what sort of schedule it's, it's going to, come into play for the day like the five knows that the one has a schedule and that they know when they'll be back home so I think that's a good thing yeah um I think I had mentioned to you when I did my first Enneagram meetup here that one of the couples that showed up he was a five and she's a one. Oh, nice yeah, and for the first half of their marriage, so they've been married, I want to say it's 20-something or maybe even 30-something years, um, that she said it was not great because they, well, this was like prior to the Enneagram, them knowing about the Enneagram. And one of the things they kept running into was that because the one can be very rigid um, the five, he, he was always felt that she was taking away from him, like taking his resources away, whether it was his time, his energy, and she would sort of schedule things without asking him. Oh, and so they had a lot of problems, but then they found the Enneagram Mm -hmm. (laughs) through their, um, pastor and that changed everything. And she said, they both said that it changed um, or it saved their marriage. Wow. Yeah. Because now she's able to understand where his boundaries are and not take them personally. 
-hmm. And he's able to realize that she needs a very, you know, um, detailed schedule and needs to know when things are going to happen and how they're going to happen. And um, he's sort of can tell her ahead of time, I can be available for that or I can't. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. I love how they saved their marriage by learning the Enneagram and like mm-hmm. learning about each other. Yep. Cool. So I realized just looking over what we have, because I'm about to share my last one, that the only one missing that we didn't talk about is a seven. So we should think of a combination for the seven because we have all the other types in our grouping. So the last one on my list is the nine and the four. And I call this couple opposites. I call this couple opposites attract (laughs) Um, and immediately think of Paula Abdul. But um, (laughs) so this couple definitely likes to have fun and is more open to experience and I can see them having a deep connection like almost like the opposite sides of a magnet like they're totally different but they pull each other in in all the good ways um this is a couple that you know as a couple they represent a lot of balance and yin and yang um and that's because the nine is very inclusive and dependable and the four is very engaging and um, it the four can really feel the support and the desire to please of the nine. And the four is extremely self-aware and that balances the nine in the ways that the nine is unable to tap immediately into that um, more selfish kind of inward like question of what they need. I mean, it's exactly what the nine can learn from is, you know, who am I and like, what are my needs? And that's the four knows that to a T. Um, And the nine can handle the four's crazy emotional roller coaster (laughs) and can help support the four and kind of make space for them a little bit without the emotions immediately causing conflict of course you know the nine has its limits so they will erupt at some point but for the most part the four feels supported and feels like they have a safe space to kind of break down a little bit or process emotions the nine is peace-seeking and supportive and is in that positivity triad too, whereas the four is more um, skeptical and kind of dives into those moodier negative emotions. But the four provides inspiration for the nine and helps them tap into their creativity and into interesting activities. So they both get along with all kinds of people. They both have this innate non-judgment inside of them And with the four, it's easy to talk things out because they don't hide anything. So when the nine is ready to open up and actually be healthy and process things and seek out what they need for themselves and be more emotionally honest and self-aware, the four is ready and right there to support them. And the four helps bring out the topics that the nine doesn't want to discuss because the nine doesn't want to break the peace and, and, you know, they're afraid to be self-aware or it's not their first go-to motivation so 
the four helps talk about hard stuff. And then if it's a safe space, the nine will open up. And if it doesn't create conflict, the nine will open up. So this is great because they're truly opposites. And this is what me and my husband are. And I didn't pick this for that reason. I just went through all of them and I'm like, wow, I actually am finding that I'm more grateful to be with a nine and the reasons why I am. Um, we definitely have our struggles and we're definitely opposites. And those things are hard to work through because, you know, it's harder for him to understand me than it is for me to understand him. Um, but I generally on an average to healthy day, I do feel that support from him as a nine. And I see me inspiring him as a nine to step outside of, um, his comfort zone. And so this was also my favorite one. Nice. Yeah. What do you think about the nine and the four? You see, you see us on a regular. Oh yeah. I, I would, I don't know. I feel like one of the biggest challenges might be the fact that if the four is going up and down with emotions, it's going to be too hard for the nine to stay engaged. And then the four would feel neglected and afraid that they're not being understood um, if the nine checks out. And But if the nine is able to stay in the present and just acknowledge the four's feelings, that might be enough for a while, but eventually... I feel like if anything is going to maybe not work out with the four and the nine, it would be the fact that the four needs to be understood. Like it needs mm-hmm. to be acknowledged, understood, and it might be too much for the nine. Yep. And I see that play out fairly often. Yeah. But yeah. It usually that... comes in waves though. It's like every, you know, maybe once a month there'll be a few days where it's just like, this is just not... Well, like when you get your period? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> There's times when like as an like an average to unhealthier for, you know, when I'm at my worst that I really need that validation and I'm I'm a sexual for, so I'm seeking it from like individuals. I'm seeking it from him. Like I'm, you know, if I'm with you, like I just need you to acknowledge my needs and you don't even right. have to fulfill them. I just need you to acknowledge them. Yeah. So, and that can be really overwhelming if he's also in a place of stress. Right. It doesn't happen. But then, you know, like every day on average, it's, yeah, it is a good thing. So. This was fun. Yep. <laughs> we unknowingly <laughs> picked um, all the numbers, all the types, but not the seven. So maybe the seven belongs with the seven. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Let me think about that for a sec. I, I think like I... I a wild ride. Yeah. I researched like kind of the traits of the seven and tried to figure out what they'd be paired with. And I think I was like, oh, a seven and a nine or something. But um, they're in that positivity, like mm-hmm. rose-colored glasses triad. So Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think mean, the I, seven needs someone to bring him back down, like a four or something. Like, bring him back down. Bring him back down. I mean, I I did quickly think about a seven and a three. Quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I just... 
it would be way too much for the seven. Like they would not feel free and they need to feel free. So it's like they need the grounding, but it has to be like not so much mm-hmm. where they're going to f- like feel suffocated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, a seven and a six maybe. I thought about that too. I think that the six would be way too grounded or like boring for them. No offense to six. That's why I think a seven and a seven. (laughs) But I feel like if it's along an integration line for them, like a seven and a one would be like, okay, help the seven be more concise and grounded, but like, oh my gosh, still productive. Yeah. I just, a seven and a one. Or the four, seven and a four, like emotionally honest, like help them tap into that. They're so similar, but then there's that yin and yang balance as well Mm -hmm. with emotional honesty and self-awareness. And Well, if there's any sevens listening, (laughs) let us know who who Mm -hmm. you're with and what type they are and um, if it's a good match and why, because we would definitely be interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Follow us on uh, Instagram at GodlessCEnneagram. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.